This is not a time to mince words, so I am just going to come out and say it. John Morant and Desmond Bain are the best backcourt in the National Basketball Association. The Boston Celtics have a pretty good one, too. But to be honest with you, they do not compare to John Morant and Desmond Bain. I will explain why, as well as preview Grizzlies Pelicans and the likely return of Marcus Smart playing with Jaw for the first time. All that and more on this post-Christmas edition of Locked on Grizzlies. Lock in with you. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas. If you celebrated, if you do not celebrate Christmas, hopefully you had a wonderful time watching NBA basketball on Monday. It was a good slate of games, and the NBA delivers more often than not on Christmas Day. Not all perfect, not all uh, beautiful displays of basketball, but lots of star power, lots of competition, and fun stuff to watch. Whether it's Christmas or not for you and your household, uh, we hope you had a restful and wonderful day with family and you're back on the grind. Maybe you're going to Christmas too. Uh, whatever the case might be on this Tuesday, we appreciate you bringing us along with you here on Locked on Grizzlies. This episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. We are free and available here on Locked on Grizzlies wherever you get your podcasts as proud members of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Check us out on YouTube if you haven't already done so. Thank you so much to everybody who's helped grow our YouTube page. We're almost up to 3,000 subscribers. It would be really cool if we could get to that in the next few weeks. Spread the word. Continue to uh, share the love, so to speak, when it comes to Lockdown Grizzlies on YouTube. And, of course, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, it's all good. You can find us at Lockdown Grizzlies anywhere that you get a podcast. I am Joe Mullinax, and I know, I know, I know. I had talked about how there was a chance, there was a decent shot that the dynamic duo would ride on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, but you gotta, you gotta understand, okay? It's the holiday season. The Michael Cole has been out and about. He was literally in New Orleans and Memphis and Houston he was, or Oklahoma City, excuse me. He was in all these different places. He's been everywhere. He wanted some time with his family, and my family is all asleep as I record this episode of the show. So I am happy to step in once more and fly solo for DeMichael. DeMichael will take you the rest of the way this week. So you know how, you know, DeMichael's schedule is pretty crazy as the beat reporter for the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee with the Memphis Grizzlies. There might be a day where the episode comes out a little bit later this week. Be flexible with DeMichael. He's got the rest of the week covered as I continue my holiday proceedings. Uh, my, my wife and I's 10th anniversary is this week. So lots of stuff going on in the personal realm for myself. Uh, so DeMichael will take you the rest of the week. But I've got you here on this Tuesday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. And we're going to start off. You know, chances are you heard the, the beginning of the show and you thought, ooh, th this is going to be interesting. How is Joe going to make an argument that John Morant and Desmond Bain are the best backcourt in the National Basketball Association? How is he going to do this? Well, it's fairly simple. To me, if it's not John Bain, it is Derek White and Drew Holiday, right? To me, those are the two, and that's, of course, the tandem out in Boston. They had a very impressive showing on Christmas Day. Uh, I think if you want to argue for a, a duo 
that could potentially be better than Ja and Bain. Those would be my two that I would argue for. Okay. Uh, Drew Holiday, Derek White, goodness gracious, extremely impressive. Uh, very efficient scorers, both elite defenders. The, the Boston Celtics in general are just going to be a massive problem in the NBA playoffs, you would imagine. And they, they are really impressive in part because of their backcourt and the defensive prowess and the efficiency offensively of their backcourt. So again, Derek White, Drew Holiday, if you wanted to make an argument for those guys, you're not going to get a debate from me. I'm cool with you having that opinion. It is my opinion, however, that it is John Morant and Desmond Bain. And the reason why is in the Grizzlies' third straight win. They are officially streaking now. Merry Christmas to us here at Lockdown Grizzlies and to those who are fans of the Memphis Grizzlies. Because we're on a winning streak, been lots of losing streaks lately, but uh-uh, not right now. We are on the up and up, and it is in large part because of how they outperformed another strong backcourt in DeWante Murray and Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. John Morant and Desmond Bain combined for 67 points. 67 points. 67 points. An extremely impressive showing from those two in particular to get the job done for Memphis in Atlanta. Strong second half performances from the Grizzlies. Again, outscoring the Hawks by seven in the third quarter, nine in the fourth, 16 total in terms of outscoring the Hawks there in Atlanta to pull away late and pick up a big win. But I want to stress the reason that I go Bain over Morant, Bain and Morant, excuse me, over White and Holiday is the offensive firepower. 67 points combined between those two players. And that's without them shooting the three ball particularly well. They were combined six of 17. Jaw was one for three. Bain was five of 14. So you have two guys that are capable of getting to the rim almost at will. When it comes to Morant, there is no almost, right? It's very clearly anytime he wants because of his handle, which remains severely underrated in my opinion. Everybody talks about the athleticism, and understandably so. But he's got a very strong handle. Not quite Kyrie Irving, but a tier below. He can really do a phenomenal job in traffic with the basketball in his hands. He contorts his body. We talked about that a lot as of late, watching him back in the saddle these last three games. The way that he's able to move, draw contact, not draw contact, have defenders on his back, be patient, pick and prod and probe around the defense, finding his lane, creating offense, whether it's for himself or for others, really at a splendid rate. We have enough data now over at Cleaning the Glass to get a little bit of an overview of what John Morant, who has played 105 minutes in these three games combined, uh, what he's doing. His usage is through the roof, 36%. His assist percentage is elite at 38.6%. Still too many turnovers. We've talked about that, but he is scoring the ball in bunches. He is creating offense for others. He is doing this at a rate that is directly impacting the rest of the roster, as was pretty much predicted by myself and others. It's amazing what happens when your best player comes back and plays at the caliber that he's capable of playing at. And Desmond Bain, as, again, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, Desmond Bain has been one of the leading beneficiaries because Bain has been able to go back into his ideal role as a number two scorer, as a guy who... You can't possibly stop them both, Morant and Bain. So if you choose to try to limit Morant because of what he can do as a creator of offense for others, 11 assists to go with his 30 points for Jaw against the Hawks. 
Now you have to contend with a Desmond Bain, who obviously can hurt you from three, but has improved drastically over the last several years as a off-the-bounce, downhill, Des type of player getting to the rim. Again, he scores 37 points on 13 to 25 shooting, but only makes five threes. So that means he was eight of 11 on two-point shots, whether it's a quick little mid-range jumper, whether it's more often than not him getting to the basket in transition or off of the pick-and-roll, driving and downhill, Des creating. Again, six assists for Desmond Bain. So it's not like Bain is a one-trick pony, and Bain is good enough defensively. He's an above-average defender now. He's a good enough defender to try to close some of the gap that the Celtics duo of White and Holiday, they are much better than Ja and Dez defensively. Ja and Dez are much better offensively. Where you try to close that gap is with the defensive prowess. And so far, Bain has continued to be a strong defender. And then Ja really doing well in terms of deflections, attacking passing lanes, his block percentage is among his career best. It's a small sample size, but he is clearly showing more energy on the defensive end. If that can be sustained. For me, it's John Morant and Desmond Bain is the best backcourt in the National Basketball Association. Again, Derek White, Drew Holiday, I'll tip my cap. You want to make that debate? Maybe you want to make that debate in the comments. You're not going to get much of an argument from me. Those two guys are phenomenal together, especially defensively. They're efficient offensively. They have Christos Brzingis. They have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. They don't have to be the lead scorers like the Grizzlies need Bain and Morant to be. But Memphis needs those guys to be that type of scorer to be those types of scores. And because of that, they get the nod from me. So give me Morant, give me Bain going into New Orleans tonight as the best backcourt, the reigning best backcourt in the National Basketball Association. They are doing some special things together in Memphis. Oh, and they're both under contract for a long time. So for a lot of the remaining decade, we're going to see that same connection continue to grow. Coming up next here on Lockdown Grizzlies, Marcus Smart is questionable for tonight's game against the Pelicans. That usually means he will give it a go, and we'll see Smart alongside Jaw and Bain for the first time this season. What will that look like? We'll talk about it next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by the wonderful folks over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you've been prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire during the holidays, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us, shall we? Uh, once again, old friend of Memphis and the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen. Bradley Beal remains out for the Phoenix Suns. Not much of a timetable over the next few weeks for his return. So Grayson Allen should see some strong minutes, some increased usage. We know that Grayson can shoot the three at a pretty decent clip and create a little bit of offense for himself as well. Grayson Allen is a good pickup, according to Josh Lloyd of Locked On Fantasy Basketball. He's going to help you win your fantasy championship. And at the same time, eBay Motors can help build a championship team themselves because they know that it's about every player being a perfect fit. And it's the exact same thing with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride-or-die whip, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber not cash. 
Keep your car alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, we continue the conversation taking a look at Marcus Smart and how he fits into this Grizzlies rotation now that he is due to make his return to the lineup next to John Morant for the very first time, potentially in New Orleans. Exciting times. Stick with us here on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax flying solo once again without my wonderful co-host and Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. The goal will be for us to be back together next week in the new year. Kind of heavy and sad that we've uh, done our last episode, more than likely, together in 2023. But that's life at the holiday season, right? The Michael was very busy last week. I'm pretty busy to close out this week with family and all sorts of fun things. So DeMichael will take you the rest of 2023 and the next time you see my ugly mug on YouTube or you check me out wherever you get your podcasts, Joe Mullinax, of course, of Locked on Grizzlies, it will be 2024. More than likely, I'm going to take my computer with me just in case. You never know. You want to be prepared. But uh, hopefully, the mic will be able to take you the rest of the way. The best backcourt in the NBA is John Morant and Desmond Bain. Now that I've probably set our comments on fire, I'm fascinated to see what that looks like as Marcus Smart gets added to the process. Marcus Smart with the questionable designation going into Tuesday night's contest in New Orleans against the Pelicans. That usually means, since Smart was listed as doubtful against the Hawks, usually the upgrade to questionable means Smart will give it a go and get a chance to play against the Pelicans. Now, Marcus Smart has yet to play with John Morant. That has not happened this season. So anybody who has some inkling or inclination as to what is actually going to happen is lying to you. And I would never lie to you here at Lockdown Grizzlies. That is not my MO. I am the voice of reason. I am the voice of logic. If you've been following my career over the last 10 years or so, all the different places I've written, Grizzly Bear Blues being the longest run, you know that I wouldn't lie to you. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's going to be obvious that John Morant and Marcus Martin play together. I personally like the fit. I think Marcus Smart did some of his best work over the last few years in Boston as a secondary and tertiary creator off the dribble of offense and an open catch-and-shoot three-point guy. And the numbers back that up. Marcus Smart did his best work, especially offensively, as a catch-and-shoot three-point guy on the wing. When he's been asked to be a true point guard, that is when he has struggled. We saw that with Memphis earlier this year before his injury. Thankfully, those dog days are over. Marcus Smart does not have to be that guy any longer. Now, he might have to be a backup point guard. He might have to play some reserve minutes. But if I was running the Memphis Grizzlies rotation, and, you know, I'm not. I'm not Taylor Jenkins, despite folks saying that I'm large and bearded and white like Taylor Jenkins. We are not the same person, Taylor Jenkins and I, even though you've rarely seen us in the same place. Interesting, right? I think that they will start Marcus Smart. That is the first piece to this that some of you are going to disagree with. And by all means, disagree with me in the comments, right? Whether it's on uh, YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, there's a comment section. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. Vince Williams Jr. has done a phenomenal job. And I'm not trying to discredit what he has been to this Grizzlies team. He deserves a lot of praise for the just overall numbers that he's put together. In 381 minutes played, according to Cleaning the Glass, he is at a plus 13.8 point differential. That is among the very best in the NBA 
when it comes to qualifying wing players. Vince William deserves his flowers. He is phenomenal defensively. He scores the ball pretty well offensively. He's a threat from three that has to be respected. Aside from John Morant, who is now qualifying over at Cleaning the Glass, as I mentioned earlier, at 105 minutes played, John is at plus 20.7, so that much better than Vince Williams. And again, that's unlikely to stay, right? Small sample size. But John's going to hang around that plus 15-ish number, you would imagine. Vince Williams, however, we have a much smaller overall sample size compared to someone like Marcus Smart. And as angry as people got about Kenneth Lofton Jr. being the one that was waived and Jake LaRavia still being here, there is a structure and rhyme and reason to how this works. There are levels to this. Marcus Smart was traded for. Marcus Smart was brought here with two first-round picks being shipped out in exchange for his services. So Marcus Smart is going to be given every opportunity to line up and be alongside the three best Grizzlies players, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., to start the contest. Now, if you want to get weird, dear listener, dear viewer, and you want to get my attention and you want to say, hmm, what about a, 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 a Ja, Des, Marcus, Vince, Jaron starting five? Because it's not like Bismack Biombo has been all that impressive of late, right? It's not like he's been lighting the world on fire. And Vince Williams Jr. plays bigger than his body because of his length, his frame. He obviously is not a traditional four, just like Jaron's not really a traditional five. But Vince Williams has just about a seven-foot wingspan on a six-foot-six frame. If you wanted to try to talk me into, especially since Ja is doing so well, he's an above-average rebounder at the point guard position. Desmond Bain, an above-average rebounder on the wing. Vince Williams Jr. is very good at rebounding the basketball. And Marcus Smart, to his credit, has been a strong rebounder at times in his career. So if you're trying to say, let's get weird and bench Bismack Biombo, <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to find reasons to say no. I'm struggling to find reasons to say no, aside from the rebounding concern, which is a very fair one. And Marcus Smart has not been good at that for the Grizzlies. I want to say he's been one of the worst rebounders. But again, he played a majority of his time as a point guard. That is not where Marcus Smart thrives. So it'd be cool to see a Morant, Bain, Smart, Williams Jr., Jaron starting five. But I think that's unlikely. I think they stay with a traditional big and either Biombo or Xavier Tillman, and that will mean Vince Williams moving to the bench. But that should not mean Vince Williams getting out of the rotation. He should be getting minutes that originally went to guys like, uh, recently went to guys, I should say, like Zaire Williams. Right, Zaire played against the Hawks, 23 minutes. John Conchar played 13 minutes against Atlanta. 25 minutes should be going to Vince Williams Jr. And I know that he played more against Atlanta. He needs to be in that sixth-man role off the bench. He's earned that in his run as of late. What will Smart do in the role that he was ideally placed in Memphis to play? I'm excited. Not quite as excited as I was for John Morant's return. I'm not going to try to be false in that way. But I am so excited because I am on a hot streak in terms of being correct. Right? John Morant comes back. The team is better. I've been saying let's wait and see what happens this entire time. And I'm going to continue to say that with regards to Marcus Smart. How much better can this team be with Smart in the fold? We will hopefully start to get that answer tonight. Still a strong defender. 
has more to offer offensively than we've seen to this point, but he's about to be in his ideal role for the first time. It's exciting times. Multiple ball handlers, multiple creators on the perimeter, multiple guys that can do a variety of things on both sides of the court. It's going to be fun at the very least, and I look forward to hearing how DeMichael reacts to it, and I might get a chance to react to it myself, but certainly next week on Lockdown Grizzlies. Looking forward to talking up what is going on with Marcus Smart alongside John Moran for the very first time. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about you, but... I get nervous this time of year when I'm trying to find something to do with my daughter. She loves professional wrestling. Quick Christmas gift. Let's see what I can do finding a show nearby. It can be a difficult experience, right? How do you find the perfect seat? Where do you get the most bang for your buck? You don't have to worry about any of that when it comes to game time. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. I particularly like the fact that you can buy your tickets in seconds, literally just two taps on the screen. And part of those two taps is being able to see the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what you are getting before you arrive. And again, that game time guarantee, you will always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, we're closing out this episode with a preview of Grizzlies Pelicans. It seems like they just played yesterday. It was literally about a week ago. What to expect coming up next? Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, your host for this episode. One more time, I am alone without DeMichael Cole. The remainder of this week, DeMichael Cole will take you through the next couple of games. Grizzlies Pelicans obviously being the most immediate contest coming up, but Memphis has other games, of course, on the horizon. And for all of those contests the rest of this week, you know, whether it's the Pelicans coming up tonight, whether it's the Denver Nuggets going into Thursday night, so Friday night's episode, the Michael's going to have you covered on all of those fun things, previewing the Clippers on Friday night. And when he and I are back together, hopefully we're talking Grizzlies Kings, uh, from Sunday's game on New Year's Eve, we'll be taking New Year's Day off again because it's you know going to be New Year's Eve. No offense. I want to be hanging out with my beautiful wife, not recording a podcast on New Year's Eve. I hope you get that. And if you don't, I'm sorry. You can just accept an apology from me. I'm not going to be here on New Year's Day. Neither is DeMichael next week. But we'll be back on January 2nd, or at least I'll be back on January 2nd, and we'll be talking Grizzlies basketball once again. But DeMichael's got you the rest of the week. So recently, the Grizzlies played the New Orleans Pelicans. You might remember that game. The Pelicans were up pretty big, right? Double-digit lead. John Morant helps storm back and hits the game-winning shot at the buzzer to pick up the victory. Even Luke Kennard was doing the bye-bye wave at the end of that game. I think the Pelicans probably remember that game, right? I know I do. It was wonderful. It was the first time I, I felt that excited about a basketball game in a long time. I'm pretty sure New Orleans remembers, right? 
And aside from Cody Zeller, New Orleans is healthy, right? Trey Murphy the third, Zion Williamson. Th- these guys should be out there in the mix, getting ready to play, you know, barring last-minute changes to status, health, uh, you know, sickness, whatever the case might be. The, the Pelicans are going to be ready to play. And I again, I, I think they remember what happened the last time these two teams got together, and they're probably not super thrilled about it. So the Grizzlies have to be on their A game, and that's one of my first keys to tonight's contest is they, they've started slow recently, right? It happened against Atlanta. The Atlanta Hawks picked up a first-half lead to the tune of 10 points, right? It was a 10-point lead for the Hawks going into the second half, and Memphis had to storm back. We already know that the Grizzlies had to storm back against the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are a good team, better than Atlanta. So in order for the Grizzlies to find their footing and put themselves in a place where they can truly start to say, you know, we can do this. We can do this thing. We can make a run at this play-in. Five games out or so with 58 or so to play, whatever the number might be, 54 maybe. 50-ish games to go, and we're only out five games? Maybe we can do this thing. They got to find ways to play better early in games. And tonight's challenge, as we talked about earlier in the show, is going to be Marcus Smart being reintroduced. He has never played in an NBA basketball game with John Morant. It's never happened. So that might take some growing pains. There might be some adjustments to the rotation that we need to watch play out. Hopefully, Ja keeps playing with the second unit. Whether Marcus Smart is a part of that unit or not, remember, I think Smart will replace Vince Williams Jr., even though the weird roster guy in me wants it to be Bismack that gets replaced by Marcus Smart and the Grizzlies go small. But it's probably going to be Smart in, Vince Williams Jr. out. Vince Williams Jr. gets 25 or so minutes off the bench. I hope to continue to see Jaw, regardless of who that reserve group is, playing with those guys. And in theory, Smart being in that mix makes it easier, right? Bain doesn't have to completely bear that burden since Rose is still out, Derek Rose, with his injury. So it can be kind of a combo thing when Jaw is resting between Bain and Smart, much like it was earlier in the year when Jaw was not available. But they have to start faster. They have to figure that piece of it out quicker because the Pelicans are going to be excited. They're going to be energetic. And while the Grizzlies have proven they can storm back, it takes a lot of energy, and, and it, it's not easy to do that. It's a lot easier to just kind of hang tough and keep it close going into the fourth quarter. Hopefully Memphis is able to do that this time around. Another major key is a guy that we've barely talked about on this episode of the show, and it's Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been a problem to this point for various teams. We haven't really talked about him, but he had another strong game against the Atlanta Hawks. He has been on a tear. He remains one of the most dominant isolation scorers in the NBA, and he is a guy that has the ability to dominate whatever matchup the Pelicans throw at it. Jonas Valanciunas is too slow. Zion Williamson is too short. They don't really have anybody on their roster that can hang with Jaron. Herb Jones is probably going to pick up the job assignment. So Jaron has to be the dude, and he has to put himself in positions to be that guy. Not necessarily late in games, right? You keep the ball in 12's hands and let them work. But in key moments, we're going to have to see Jaron Jackson Jr. not just launch threes, but also create off the dribble, get to the free throw line, get 
front court players for New Orleans in foul trouble. And my last key for this contest is going to be what the Grizzlies centers do. And I can't include Jaron in that conversation. I'd love to, <laughs> right? But in realistic terms, you're talking about Bismack Biombo in particular, but you're also potentially looking at Santi Aldama playing in that role a bit. Maybe Jaron's the five and Santi's the four. The other Grizzlies bigs, because the rebounding by committee thing is all well and good. And I'm a big supporter of team rebounding. I've talked about that a ton, both in writing as well as here on Lockdown Grizzlies. I'm cool with that concept. But if Bismack Biombo can't be a better rebounder, if he can't be a better screen setter, if he can't be a better intimidation or a, a, a better imitation act of Steven Adams, then he shouldn't be on the floor. And the Grizzlies are better off playing a younger, smaller lineup. The Grizzlies would be in a better position to be a little bit longer, a little bit more athletic, if they're not getting the things out of Bismack that they need, if they're not getting any offensive contribution from Xavier Tillman like they need. So what the Grizzly centers do, the true centers, not the tweeners like Jaron and Santi, those guys are going to play and they're going to have some offensive success. How the true bigs on the roster put themselves in positions to set screens, rebound, and do those things that help this Grizzlies team win when they're at their most effective. That's what I am keeping an eye out on in tonight's game. What about you? Hit me up in the comments. Let me know what you think are keys to Grizzlies Pelicans tonight in New Orleans. Thank you so much for being with me on this episode of the show. For the reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The next time Locked On Grizzlies is on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, it's going to be to Michael Cole. Flying solo for once. It's about time, right? Been carrying this show for a week. No, I'm just kidding. DeMichael has been extremely busy, enjoying time with family when he uh, hasn't been busy. He will have you the rest of the way. Again, I'll be with family the next couple of days. My wife and I's anniversary later this week. So DeMichael's gotcha the rest of this week, closing out 2023. And the next time you hear and see me will be 2024. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the future of Lockdown Grizzlies. So grateful for a great 2023. I'm appreciative of each and every one of you, whether you've agreed with me, disagreed with me, hated me in the comments, loved me in the comments, whatever the case might be. I know I speak for DeMichael as well, that we've really had fun doing this show. We continue to make improvements and can and are really looking for ways to grow it and make it better heading into the new year. So thank you, thank you, thank you a thousand times over for the chance to be one of the hosts of Locked On Grizzlies. It is appreciated. Again, DeMichael will be with you the rest of 2023. I'll be back with you next week. Until next time, stay locked in, Grizzlies fans. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are free and available as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. See you next time.